0: to my podcast. Are we going to do this right now? Yeah, we are. We're doing another episode of this podcast thing. It is the Joyful Podcast. I am the host of it. My name is Ethan Sherritt. Sometimes I say my full name for some reason, Ethan Edward Sherritt. Thank you for listening to this. All 5,000 plus, almost 6,000. We're getting close to downloads just in the, on one of the platforms alone that I check the most, uh, Podbean, but if you throw in iTunes, it's probably more than that, and that's exciting, that's one of the reasons I I keep on trying to make this thing better here, and I've I've got some changes to uh, tell you about that result from like some life changes going on, how are you doing, How's your life uh, change situation? Are you just uh, motoring along, doing exactly the same thing you always do? Um, I guess nobody's really doing that because there's always something new to... That's an opportunity or there's a change that you have to make for some reason or another. But anyway, yeah, thanks for listening to the Joyful Podcast. Today is a treat because um, I have a person who's going to be one of my interviewees uh, as a uh, kind of a co-host i'm not sure if you should say co-host but it is it's co-hosted by uh, a guy i met named demarcus and um let me let me tell you how i met demarcus all right so a while ago i think on the last episode i let everybody know that of the things going on with me were that i really wanted to change careers i wanted to change um my function with, that I had been doing for a long time, uh, real estate property management, and I did. I, I resigned from a job that was, you know, treating me really well. The people were great, but I wanted, like, I don't know. I just wanted to bite off a bigger thing. I wanted to be um, more progressive in the things that I could do and more creative. So I started a, a content brand with videos for the apartment space for um, multi-family real estate properties. How to's about what to do and tours of properties that people might be interested in, in renting, like welcome to this community type of videos. A lot of those things, follow not just apartments. Um, when I get more content on there, if you follow it, you'll you'll know. You'll be the first to get a little notification. Whether it's those push notifications that are so annoying that you're like, I got to turn that off and then you you forget to get around to it and then it pushes again you see that thing move down on your phone and you're like, damn it, I forgot to turn that off again. Well, the good thing is there's not a whole lot of those coming. So if you follow anything that I make, there's not going to be a whole hell of a lot of of, uh, annoying notifications. That's good. Um... So please follow not just Apartments in addition to uh, anything, uh, like in addition to the Instagram, there is a YouTube, not just Apartments with no spaces, and a Facebook page. So please get on there and just see what uh, I've been doing and and how you. I mean, I really have ideas for whatever your line of work is for creating a content brand that is kind of your voice about that whole general um, that, that industry and your specific knowledge and expertise and personality within that industry and that's kind of how Not Just Department started and we'll see what we can make it from there. Um, I'm recruiting people to add content like across the country and that's going to be exciting if that starts rolling in and uh, a lot of possibilities. So why was I talking about that? Oh, yes. It had to do with the resignation of my, my job, the building of my resume, the interview process. And just that's psychologically, um, emotionally, that can be taxing uh, to, to be needing and, and wanting like this, this job. Uh, so bad for a long time I experienced the same thing as an actor in Los Angeles for 10 or more years and pe- people would always say like hey what are you doing you uh you're, you're doing acting and you're trying to be an actor and you're going to doing little plays and going auditioning for commercials and short films and things of that nature and you audition so many times for uh, movies and commercials and TV shows, all kinds of things that you audition for. And people say, wow, you, that's got to be a gut punch to hear no that much and to have so much rejection. Well, you know, sometimes the regular 9 to 5 job search can be kind of the same thing. If, if you're trying to fit in in a different way, that, just, that whole concept of trying to find the right fit every time there is a possibility that comes along and in your email box or on a phone call you you get kind of excited and like this is going to be the right fit i know i've been waiting a long time i've been doing what i need to and modifying this resume over and over again filling out the job applications this one is it you get your hopes up just like all those auditions for for years and years and um you know sure enough you get that email we appreciate your interest in our company. At this time, while, oh, while your skills are impressive and we have found your resume absolutely fantastic, we have decided to move in another direction or we have decided to proceed with another candidate. And you get those and it's just, damn, it's fuel to the fire to keep on going on. But it's also, man, uh, a lot of no's that you got some time so, just sharing that a little bit with you, but what it's opening up to me is the opportunity to do this other, this stopgap amazing thing that's invention called Rideshare, where you get to be a driver for Uber or Lyft or something like that, I'm doing both of those, and as a matter of fact, I'm in the van right now, and there's a passenger looking at me really strange. I'm doing a podcast. The do you listen to podcasts? Um, it's basically just talking to no one, really. It's, just, it's like therapy, except there's no therapist. I'm just kidding. There's not anybody in the van. I'm, I'm just joking again. It's just, it's just me. But I did drop somebody off uh, after a long ride, and I, I shut it down, and now I'm about to go home, and I figured I wanted to introduce the guest of this uh, episode real quick um, and give you a... A real quick update of what's going on with me. So number one, that's what's going on with me. I'm for a couple months now, I've, almost two months. I've been learning the ins and outs of being a rideshare driver and saying hello, what's up to people, how are you, um, and then it, you know the app tells you where you're going. I always say, uh, all right, where are we headed to? As if, uh, and then I follow that up with, well, this this thing is going to to tell us because you've already punched in your coordinates. But you know, I still want to say, where where are we going? sometimes it's fun i mean if you're somebody who likes to talk and is interested in learning about people how fun is that it's like if if people are willing to to talk and and shoot the shit with you it's it can be a fun you know 15 minutes here 20 minutes there sometimes over an hour or something like like one of the rides i did today um and when i started doing that of course, my sister, who listens to the podcast sometimes, she's a busy woman, um, suggested, Man, Ethan, this is awesome. You're going to have automatic interviewees. You just interview people who ride in the car. And that's, that was like, Whoa, I can't just uh, turn on the microphone, or, or I can't just like kind of invade on somebody and say, Hey, how would you like me to, to uh, broadcast what we say on the internet? know or be on my podcast I don't know some people are or would be open to it but it seems a little bit invasive to me however you do get to talking and there are some people who have shared and I've got even a few more lined up that have said they are interested and I can't wait to talk to them from some cool lines of work and some people with some cool experiences however who you're gonna hear today is actually somebody I did meet as a passenger Um, I was giving this guy a ride Um, and it came out that he was, uh, on his way to go to a, like a law office to sign some papers regarding child support. He was like, uh, you know, young guy picked him up and, you know, he says he's going to go pay child support. And he said it with like a smile, like, yeah, going to do this, handle this business. And then I'm going to fly on back to Texas where I'm from. Um, and I said, man, you, you have a great energy, a great attitude about that what's going on with that? What's the deal? And he explained um, that he he is positive about it and some of that you're going to hear. And it's going to also have a little bit of me talking about what I shared to him. I mean, I don't just want to like know what people are going through. I also like kind of bounce what I'm going through off of them. And one of the things is lately, you know how hard it is being a single parent. I mean, being any parent, right? (laughs) It's hard. It's rewarding. It's fulfilling. It's amazing. It is your role as a parent um, to, to learn about these young ones and, and uh, help them grow and make sure that you're doing all you can. All you can. Make sure you're doing what you... Make sure you're doing something. Just do something. Good. Learn. Uh, but, uh, Jack, if you're listening to this years and years later, you are being a, uh, <laughs> a trying little menace right now. To daddy, and um, we have amazing times each day, and then there's also times that it's just like, Buddy, I cannot focus with a bazillion questions uh, about about everything. And he, <laughs> the whys, the eternal why. Why? I, I wish I could think of an example right now, but you can be crippled with a why sometimes when you're focused on something else. And um, so Somebody whom you love dearly, who you just explained, well, we're uh, dr- driving in a car on the street because they make streets. Well, why? Why do they make streets? I don't know. So we can drive on them and uh, get to where we're going to go. And why? Um, well, you know, I mean, these whys can go on forever. So a friend of mine said, there's, they just get to the point, and I, since I've heard this, I tried it, and and it's just kind of like the way the world is. Well, because that's the way everything happened. I mean, there was a there was a big bang, a mysterious bang, a long time ago. Now we are uh, we're all in this universe together, and and that's why. That's just the way it is. So that's what's uh, going on with the parenting and. And all the the, the challenges and the, the struggles of like little development, the little victories of doing amazing things, like just like, oh my gosh, when my son came up the other day to uh, up to the bedroom and he had gotten his own clothes on by himself, and and the look in his eye because we talk been talking about that someday that's going to happen for over a year. I mean, almost on a daily basis. Every time uh, I'm putting his clothes on. Say, you know, someday you're going to be doing this. All right, you want to take a shot at it? Take a crack at it. All right, all right. You can't do it right now. Um, I'll help you. You know, they find that sleeve hole. and, And it goes on like that for a long, long time. And then all of a sudden, kid figures it out, marches upstairs and says, not only do you not have to tell me to do it, I did it by myself and I did it with no help. I did it on my own initiative and with no help. And that smile, that proud smile, and endearing, amazing energy. He wants to, like, we want to please each other. He wants to please me. And that kind of feeling is just, like, amazing. And anytime there's a struggle or uh, you see your kid tired or throwing a fit, it gets in your head a little bit. You're like, is everything going all right? Get online and do research. Yeah, other kids are like that too. But, um, yeah, at four, four years old, you want to take absolute great care and, and give that kid the best chance possible to uh, have a good time and to, to adjust and to enjoy, enjoy life, you know, and, and get a lot out of it, get a lot out of this life thing. And so for that reason, I always I've been trying to identify... As, as you'll hear when I talk to uh, the healer guy from the last episode later, um, on another episode we're gonna have a follow-up conversation but some of the things knocking around in my little brain is, um I, for a long time after like a separation a family separation you realize that there, there may be places to forgive that you hadn't done um there may be, that you hadn't before, there may be places to, uh, you know, forgive not only other people, but yourself for, for things, and um, because you, you kick yourself about terrible situations every now and then, and ultimately you start to see them as not terrible situations, but just, just the way the world is, and, and move, move on, go forward with it, with love and identify choices that are made by ego and not by love, not made by God, not uh, not made you know for love, for God, for for the best of all interests. And I, I was identifying like like child custody, for example, I mean not for example truly I'm talking about child custody. We as parents we, we want to like hold on to that not like I, I I am not letting go of any custody at all because it's, it's you know, my child, they're my children, and I want to make sure that you don't, like, hog all their time, that I get to experience them and grow with them just as much, and that I, I'm a part of their life just as much. Well, doesn't that smack a little bit of ego to you also? Like, like me, make sure I get my time with them? So... Recently, I had been wanting to just let go of that and say, I do, of course I, I do. And, and Ed, the healer, um, Ed Ratchford, the healer, he, he was a guy who's on the other side of that. He, he, he got through that, and he said, yeah, it was, it was a lot of my ego. I had to deal with it, um, but eventually my kids had to have a little less custody time with their dad and, and more with their mother just to make their lives balance out better From day from week to week, and man, when I realized that I need to make those types of decisions without an ego, um, that's a that's a real question to to ask yourself and to to put it out there too. Like, hey, if this is needed, uh, of course. you know, the situation being what it is, I, I'd want to spend all the time I can with my children or child, in my case, child. However, if this, you know, if this four-year-old uh, mind development is tricky for him, if it's a challenge at all, like, I, my, my ego has to go out the window and I, I need to say that, you know, whatever the choice is best for him. Now, how do you determine that at that point? Because, you know, at three years old, four years old, whatever, or at any age, there's going to be times when it just seems like um, there's difficult times, like not sleeping enough, uh, not napping, um, throwing tantrums or something like that. When those happen, you're just like, huh, is is this because it's normal or is this because... You know, a kid needs to be in one place more. So I got into sharing that, um, my own internal questioning about that, with um, with this Uber passenger, <laughs> uh, Demarcus, um, talking about you know being being a father and and saying, not only is it my ego, but I want to also make sure that any decision I make regarding. Like money or childcare payments, that's that's none of my business. I I will handle that and can handle that. However, even if I have to come up with more money, even if I have to have less time, if it's if it's the best for that kiddo, um, I, I definitely want to be big enough to say, "Yep, I that is what it is too," and I and I just love everybody involved and want there to be nothing but uh nothing but good vibes are all around even if my vibes have to if, even if i have more independence by myself um so that's what i was talking to demarcus about a little bit and then we got into just uh speaking of the parenting he is going to tell a story about not having any parental influence in his life at all at all and so it's remarkable um, the kind of life he's put together for himself and the insight that he has about that and maybe you've heard stories about like um, people adopting a foster child or something like that or, or uh, being a caretaker for, a, for someone just for money and you've wondered about how, if that's how prevalent that is and what that's like for someone well DeMarcus is going to paint a picture for you about that and not only that, but he's a cool guy, awesome to talk to, and just, uh, enjoy the conversation, and, and listen to it, think about, uh, what you can get from it, um, anything else going on with me that I should share, <laughs> just that, the job thing, driving for Uber, which is great, is it a lot of money, no, it's not a lot of money, but it's a lot of of uh, cool experiences, and it's a cool mindset for me to be in for a while, to uh, just make the next step, like when it, when it's possible, instead of cram myself and manipulate the words of a resume and practice an interview and and um, and try to get get get, uh, take take take. I want to get this job. I want to, you know. Yes. Uh, yeah, I do. But I also want to just. Do what I'm doing, and and give from the um, from a good place in the heart. Give. That's when you know you're you are you do have joy, and you are full is when you can give. So I want to see what it's going to take for me to be a more of a giver, and not uh, somebody just wants a job with a lot of money. And uh, everybody's version of a lot is is different, but. Um, you know, more, more money, it just seems so, after even focused on, like, I need, I need more money, because, and so I need a job that pays the salary I need, like, after you focus on that for a while, it just starts to feel, like, freaking exhausting, um, and it doesn't go away, I mean, everybody needs freaking money, everybody needs to work, um, but this type of independent, freelance, ride-sharing, amazing technology app that there is uh, possible to do, it's been a really cool thing to enjoy so talk to your Uber driver listen to him or her they might have something in common with you um, that's uh, what's going on with me the ideology or method uh, practice that I can share with you let's see um, do we have time for that or will that have to be another time I do have a pretty cool one to share but maybe it'll be another episode Real quick uh, reviews, reviews. If you like this podcast, or if you like, um, you know, podcasts in general, and you can you can tolerate this one, would you please leave a review of that? I I would be so eternally grateful. I would I would definitely share. We had somebody that left a comment. Like a, I've asked this before, and I did have somebody that left a review. I said I don't stay on topic very much, um, but it's not bad, and it's like a rambling old friend or something like that. And I thought that was endearing. Uh, I don't know if it's true, but I thought that was cool. And I love to get the comments. That's how people know um, what you know how to kind of how to frame it. It helps it not only helps me know what I'm offering, but it helps other people find it, and it will ultimately help give me more uh, energy to do it because it's exciting to be able to to share people's uh, experiences and, and learn through them through this thing I, I really enjoy it and I enjoy that you are listening too so thank you Brian and all the other people or both other people who listen <laughs> it's not very me but we did get over 5,000 we are almost to 6,000 And um, the metrics on that make me feel pretty good. Please leave a comment. It will be so appreciated and it will help people find it. And if if you left a comment and you need me to Venmo you some money for doing so, just let me know. What's your price? I'll pay it. I'll do it. Well, here you go. Listen to this episode, me and Demarcus. Check it out. God bless. Namaste. If you can say what you just said, like, that can sometimes be helpful. And this is just like a little podcast microphone. Okay. And uh, so I was explaining that uh, when you said you had this possible child support thing, you were willing to give money a lot. Right. Because for that kid. Right. It's a three year old boy, right? Right. Yeah. And yesterday had just crossed my mind that yeah, I just need to make sure that like sometimes that can be subconscious. We might be making those decisions subconsciously. Like maybe I don't want to give up any more custody because part of me realized that there's going to be this new thing I'm going to have to do. I'm going to file to agree to pay this amount of money and I'm not sure where I'm going to come up with that.
1: Yeah, I mean with that man, it's all about, we're all scared of what we don't know.
0: You know what I mean, mm-hmm.
1: and if you always look deep into your mind, you're always gonna see the negative. It's always the negative is always gonna come first,
0: no yeah. matter how
1: you look at it. You're gonna look at the warning, the danger, yeah. the worst possible outcome first, because yeah. that's how you move ahead. And some people
0: looking. don't realize that that's happening, and they just think that's the truth.
1: They think it's the so truth. When I when
0: I kind of realized, that, I was like, "Let me uh, address this and be like the bigger man about it, and make sure that I present this opportunity, even if it causes me to have to pay something. Let me just eliminate that from what I value right away." what I value is this child and this
1: relationship right
0: yeah so even if I have to pay let that be as a bit. I'll figure that out
1: right right, right. you know yeah and I, and I kind of felt the same way it was like I understood that you know based on how I was raised how I was grew up you know I didn't really understand the concept of being a father I was afraid because I didn't know how to be a father you yeah. know and, and a lot of that gave you know her a bad impression of me you know but at the same time, in the inside, I was craving to learn. I was craving to understand in order to better myself, to to, to, to fit that situation of being a father. Yeah. You know, so you look at it kind of like, yeah, you're right. You have every reason to fear me and the fear of my, you know, what I could possibly do in this child's life. But at the same time, you don't know that I want to be.
0: Oh, um, because or, like the, what we think about a person that wasn't raised by a father or a mother is they're a loose cannon and they don't know how to be a parent. Right. Right.
1: Dude. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and it's my situation. So I was raised without a mother. Yeah. I was raised without a father. I had an aunt that took me in based on her believing that she can get money from the state for me and my brothers and sisters.
0: How did that break down? Like, so she took care of you. Did your, was your mother, like, killed or something, man?
1: No. So my mother was on drugs, unfortunately. Yeah. But, and she, but she had a sister. Right. She had a sister. She actually had many sisters and brothers. It was eight of them. But nobody else wanted to take us in. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So when she heard she could possibly get money for us due to my mom being on drugs, and if we possibly have any, you know, uh, defects because of that, she can get money. Basically ADHD, ADD, bipolar, because, you know, if we have any signs and symptoms of that, then she can get money. It's a check that the state of Texas paid.
0: And they, and it, it's bigger if you're if this person you're looking after has these disabilities. If they have these disabilities. So and, did she ever tell you, like, we're going to go into this office and you got to act crazy?
1: No, she just let me tell you how bad it was. Yeah, you ever got in trouble at school for not doing your homework? Yeah. She took that and said, "He gets in trouble all the time. He can never seem to do his homework. He lies at home. He stays. There, he he zooms out. He and that's what they say. Uh, yeah. But in the actuality, so she's of,
0: coming up with these symptoms. That coming up with true. These symptoms
1: that we didn't hear. You know, when you go in closed uh, door I and see. talk to the doctor, yeah. this is what's going on. Okay. So as I got older and we go back and got all that paperwork that we saw that we was growing up seeing, you know, she's telling my sister had a anger issue. Oh, she was a hoarder. And we were four or five years old. How can you be a hoarder at four or five years old? How can you be a, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was so, it was so much to it. And you, I mean, it was very abusive, very Mm. abusive. She had her own kids in the house. We didn't get the same shoes. We'd wear, you know, hand-me-downs. we I didn't get to play sports at all. You yeah, know what I mean? I didn't get to leave the house at all. I would you in...
0: say she was like a loving caretaker? I mean, it sounds like she was scrapping to get every every bit of um, income to help y'all out. But would you say she was like a loving person? I mean, are there like photos when y'all are dressed up in pajamas at Christmas time? or
1: You know what, man? Would she
0: try to give you good experiences
1: or what? I'm, 20, I'm 28 years old. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you the time I had a birthday cake. Yeah. yeah you know, I couldn't tell you a time I had a birthday cake at all. Um, it was one of those deals. Right. well, back that at,
0: pretty much answers that question, man. When
1: I, when I look back at it now, it was, you I I could try to find, like, you know, good things. in And I was like, well, she took care of us. Yeah. Oh, she, at least we ate. At least we got to do this. Yeah. Even people in jail has a place to lay their head. Yeah. And they have to be cheated with at least some type of dignity. And yeah. they have to be fed. Yeah. So, to me, it was like a jail. It was like a jail. To the point that <laughs> when I was arrested at... Sixteen, yeah, I felt more at home in jail, and I did not want to leave.
0: you had like a peace of mind in I there? had a peace
1: of mind and jail pretty much saved my life because I met a guy in there sitting for tick sitting and he had tickets and he was mm-hmm. in a, he uh, just retired out of the navy mm-hmm. and he convinced me to go to the military
0: hmm. so what did he say?
1: He said, I am in here for tickets. He said, I'm just in here sitting out tickets. He said, I got a house that's paid for. My kids get to go to school for free. He said, I'm retired. I don't have to worry about much. And he, he told me my situation. He was like full... full Right. Retired, everything. Right. Wait, he was in there for, like, traffic tickets? He didn't want to pay the traffic tickets, and he decided to just sit them out, because the t- Texas gives, like, every two <laughs> every two days, it's worth $200. You know what I'm So, he did not feel like paying for those traffic tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But you crossed paths with them, and it ended up changing your life. Right. All right.
1: <laughs> so, immediately after that, I got out. I went to the recruiter. Yeah. And... I was still in contact with them. I was staying with them with my aunt at the time, where I had to be there. She didn't know where I was, but when they found out I was in jail, uh, she pretty much gave up on me, man. Like gave up on us. Like by the time I was fifteen, it was a wrap. My brother was kicked out the house so, at fifteen.
0: So it, this was your biological brother, or this was somebody else who? This was, was my biolo- at-
1: This was my biological brother. We had different dads.
0: Yeah. Same <clears throat> mother. But the same aunt.
1: Same aunt, though. Okay. She raised us all, and he at the time was getting. To get a check from his dad who had died, mm-hmm. so she only kept him because he was getting a check when mm-hmm. he turned 18. Mm-hmm. But she ended up kicking him out at 15. <sighs>
0: uh, she sounds like somebody who was gripped with fear and didn't know how to go on without just seeking like every dollar she could get.
1: Man, my whole entire family was about money, yeah, it was, a, it was about money, everything was about money. It's all about money. So when my brother reminds you, none of my aunts or uncle took us, wanted to take us in. But when they found out my brother was getting a check from his dad, when she kicked him out, mm. the rest of the family tried to open up doors to him. Now he is a little slow mentally, mm-hmm. and that because of his father, you know. Yeah, my sister, you know, nothing's wrong with her. She could have been the next Toni Morrison,
0: oh, to be honest. Right? The way
1: the way she writes her not a, a, poem, a poetry, but because she was fostered in an environment where my aunt made her look crazy. Yeah, she had to take medicine. She had to do this. You know As she grew As she grew older And noticed this Yeah You know Then she broke away from it But when you When you were stuck In her like that You have no way out Who's gonna take care of us Who's mm-hmm. gonna feed us It's like we mandated there When we was on punishment Man it was seven days Locked in a room You know Seven yeah. days She's I did. just trying to
0: Beat you down
1: <laughs> What So she didn't have to Deal with anything So she didn't have to Deal with anything But her kids We watched her kids yeah. Never get a whooping Your shoes are better than ours It was like a Cinderella yeah. story With three people you know, and in that, in that in that environment, you got all these drug dealers. How old is your sister now? She's 26. Okay. What she do? Go to school? Actually in a nursing
0: school. Nursing school? Yep.
1: Not writing? She's just now trying to write books now about our lives.
0: Are you, are you close to her?
1: Yeah, we're real close. Okay. After ten After 10 years, I just rekindled with them. Here, oh, that's like special, like man. like three weeks ago, I just it's me, her, and my brother all together, and that's when? the first time. How long? Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. <laughs> three weeks ago. <laughs> so that's why I'm back in Texas now, yeah. man. Um, man, I left home and I didn't see any of my family. So three weeks ago, we all back together now. Um, everything's going good, and I'm getting that that love that I missed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That and, and they're actually teaching me how to love more. You know. And I understand that I might not didn't have love from the, the parent figure that I had, uh, the mother or the father, mm-hmm. with, but at least our bond as sisters and brothers was a form of love. And Unconditional love at any level is still unconditional love. It's
0: unconditional, isn't it? Yeah. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Man, you said no mother, no father and the void that's there. Yeah, when did you start like, um, want, like trying to analyze that? Because probably if you're in jail at 16,
1: would you mind saying what it was for? You know, I'm not gonna lie. I was. Um, we had a guy. <laughs> what he do is he acquired things from like Walmart. If Walmart had a big shipment of. PlayStation 4s Xboxes Bikes Whatever it was mm. He'd work his, work With the back side Of the store And you know Take some of the inventory But when the inventory Hit the store It was actually shorter than it, You know He made the numbers match Even though it was shorter than what it was I see So in our neighborhood You know Christmas time Was was near You know We got these PlayStation 4 I mean PlayStation I guess it was 2s <clears> or 3s at the time At the time yeah Um, Or PSPs It was the guy That wore PSPs And instead of them Being store priced For 400 bucks you can get it for 150 bucks. Okay. You know, he's like the Santa Claus in the neighborhood. You know, he did it the wrong way, but he, these were cheap prices. Yeah. So, what I would do is, he couldn't distribute it himself as a young person and I didn't have money. My shoes were draggly. I was like, man, we need this. Yeah. So, I'd grab the, I'd, I'd buy two, I mean, i get two or three of them from him, sell them for 250 bucks instead of the 150. Yeah. Make $100 off top. Plus, he's giving me another 50 bucks when I sell it. Okay. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. getting a bigger end on the stick there. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's how I would do it. But he was doing something else on the side to where he had, he was messing with the credit card scammers in certain stores. So he would go and he will put in there. So if you swipe your card, you, he'd take a penny off of every dollar. Hmm. And this start drawing big attention. Mm-hmm. So when they start. I they ended up catching one of my buddies who told me about the guy who was also selling product, but I guess he was a little bit in more detail with the guy, Mm -hmm. and I'm a kid at the time, so when they caught him, he ended up giving my name up, and when they caught me, I ended up going to jail, not knowing why they had me in jail, I'm thinking it was for the hot stolen product that I had on me, no, Uh, it was for actually something larger, I ended up spending four weeks, four to five weeks in jail, 16, 16 years, and not not quite understanding why? Because where I'm from, you know, if I'm, I wanted to be loyal to somebody, I didn't have that love, but I was eager to show, show that love, you know, <clears throat> to somebody so they'd give it back to me. Mm-hmm. And at that time, it was the streets.
0: You mean like um, when hardship presents itself, that gives you the opportunity to find love, to see who's going to go through that hardship with you? Right. And that's somebody from the street.
1: And that's somebody from the streets. And at that, you imagine yourself as a child. Even whether it's hardship, whatever it was, when you don't have that form of nurturing, yeah, the first person, symbol, item, whatever it is, presents itself to you, yeah. you're going to cling to it. Yeah, You're going to cling to it. And that's what I did. The first form of what I thought was love, somebody showed me, mm-hmm. I cling to it. And because the streets or this particular person showed me so much love to where you gave me an opportunity to where I wouldn't have to wear these shoes or... You know, I took that as love, not knowing that's just you as a businessman wanting to make money. Yeah. And when I, so when I got arrested, you know, you watch videos. They tell you don't say anything. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm not finna give your name up. Yeah. You know, that's all I knew. What videos? The, the movies. You watch movies, and you know, in, a, in my neighborhood, in that environment, that's what it was. You know. Okay. You know, because as I'm as I'm learning you know to love I'm also learning the the rules of the environment I'm in yeah so you know that's what I began to do so when I went to jail I didn't say anything I thought that was okay I thought that you know they had my back not knowing I was in there for the same people I showed love to that who had given my name up yeah they were just so I sat there for. I mean trying to look out for yourself you
0: know yeah I mean, you were trying to look out for them because that was that was a, a creating a new family for you. It right. seems like, right? Yeah, right. And are you still tight with any of those people? No, man. It, that actually. So what? Like, so was it? Did it end up being a long-term family? where y'all like, through, through thick and thin?
1: You know what? Everything that day, everything that day, I, I got arrested rest changed my whole entire life. So I end up staying for four weeks, four to six weeks. And the first jail I was in was the city jail. That's where I met the guy who were doing tickets. Mm-hmm. Then they sent me to county mm-hmm. because these was about to be, you know, felony charges.
0: And county sucks more.
1: C- county was the best time of my life. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I've been there with guys who actually on trial for a murder. You're on trial for this much dr- this much uh, uh, drugs, you know. Yeah. These guys are on their third strike. I'm yeah. talking to all type of people, but because it was crazy, but because I had endured so much, I had been through so much. You know, it was like it wasn't a new environment to me. It was like I could relate yeah. to you guys. I could relate to your pain, and they showed me so much love in there. I I say it was love, but it's just they could relate to me.
0: Even Some as people are relating to each other in there, right? Yeah, because they and, have a common frame of mind or something.
1: And I could see in them, you know, everybody had that hole. Yeah, you know, everybody had that hole. Everybody had that hole. Everybody had that hole Yeah and you get it And you get that hole Yeah You don't know how to feel that hole But you got that hole Yeah But you're somebody who can like Kind of articulate things really well man As a kid I articulated it You know Yeah You don't know what you're interpreting You just know Yeah I can feel that you got that hole Yeah You know and that that Now Yes You know and that's why I try to be a better father It's gonna be
0: really interesting I hope you get to spend more time with that kid man You think you're going to
1: I It's a fight now yeah. I fought my whole life to to prove everybody wrong that I yeah. couldn't do things that I, you know. People told me I would never be able to go to the army. Yeah. Made it. I made it. And that until that my sister stealing my.
0: You did six, what, six years, four
1: years? I did ten years. Ten years? Yes. Nice, man. My Thank sister, you for your service, yeah. by the way. My sister had to steal my birth certificate, my social security card from my aunt. You know what I mean? Go in a room. And oh, she, she kept locks on the door. She wouldn't make it no, easy for you to join? No. The day I left, I remember the day I left, I had just got out of jail, and um, they were telling me, of course, because uh, the woman, when I went and talked to Pre-Child, she was like, you're so, you got a bright future, but you don't even know why you're here. This is why you're here. They end up doing the investigation and realizing I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Because the guy who they caught, the big guy caught, ended up telling them the whole story. This guy is just, so they charged me with theft the like 500. They wiped the, the actual charge away telling me if I went to the military, you know, because I told him I want to go to the military, he's like, well, if you do this, yeah. you bring us a recruiter, and you show us the paperwork, you're going, this is null and void. You did that? Yeah, that's what I did, so I went to a recruiter. Um, he was working with me, and instantly when he saw what was going on, how my aunt didn't want to help me out, my grades are, you know, top 25% of the class, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I'm doing all these good things, but he couldn't understand why she wouldn't want to help me. But he didn't know that she was waiting until I turned seventeen, because in seventeen in Texas you're adult, and she could just file that on my behalf, saying she's my caretaker, and get mm. the money either way.
0: Mm.
1: So mm. She, they didn't need me to be there. So she yeah. was waiting on those days to come down, you know. But at that time period, I knew I had to leave. Something in me was saying I had to leave. Oh uh, yeah. You know, I had to leave. I, jail kind of gave me that courage to be like, I have to leave. I have to get out of here. How did it
0: give you that courage?
1: Because I went to jail now. Yeah. I'm in there with the worst of the worst. But I realized that as I could talk to them, and I said, you have to be courageous to do some things in life. Yeah. And I, I found a positive in it. They, these guys had courage. You could tell that if they put their mind to be something positive, they could be something positive. Mm-hmm. They if they could no, get out. If they could get out. you know, Or if they could break. With <laughs> it. I don't know what made them do what they was going to do. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. I just knew these guys seemed like. They were fearless, you know. Hmm. They seemed like whatever decision they wanted to do, whether they decided to rob, whether they decided to steal, whether they decided to drugs, that decision in their mind, they lived. They made that decision with confidence, and they, they were just courage, courageous about it. So I wanted that 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 level of confidence. Dang. I wanted to break the fear because I stayed in a household where I couldn't go out. I was getting whooped. I couldn't go here. I didn't have... i never seen friends. I never went out. I never... I couldn't tell you what... I had never ate at a restaurant or been to a movie theater until the day I joined the Army. I didn't have my own bed until the day I joined the Army. Uh You know? Shared little... Sh- mattress on the floor. Shit, on the floor. Me and my brothers in the room. You know, I didn't have yeah. new clothes. I never bought anything at the mm-hmm. mall. I never had over twenty dollars in my name. You didn't have a birthday cake. I never had a birthday cake. I couldn't tell you what that was. That man. Yeah,
0: my question about like how how. I'm like, come on, this is a woman. Maternal instincts. that gotta love you in some way. And when you said no, there's no birthday cake. I'm like. Oh. That's that's a lack of love, dude. But you got it. it, It's cool. That's why I wanted to talk to you, man, because it's cool to see this rebound. Because I can see you just like, you know, trying to share now.
1: Yeah. And as I as I when I joined the military, it was crazy how when I was joining the military, people reached out to help me. I didn't even know. You know, when people start talking about God, I've seen them work in ways you couldn't imagine. People, I've run into people Mm -hmm. who I tell my situation, and they reach out and help. Mm-hmm. you know, and the recruiter that I had was so dedicated to help me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He paid my whatever fees I needed to to, to settle up my course costs. mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: Got me my bonus. He showed me what job to take, helped me get my license. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time I was trying to go to prom. Uh um, Oh yeah? Yeah, they my aunt was like I'm out the house, you know. Mm-hmm. I had to come over with money for prom. He paid me the money so I can get a rent a tux to go to prom. Oh, sweet, you know, man. When I graduated, I had nobody in the, in the audience for my graduation. Yeah. But my sister. Nobody in the audience. And at the time, sister. she's two years younger than me. Huh? What's her name? A Travia.
0: Travia. Yeah. So Travia is Travia, the one who, she's, what'd you say? She got into a locked box and stole.
1: Yeah, the, so she went into the locker room because they kept a lock on the door.
0: Yeah, and she and went there. Got and I, your birth certificate my, or something? Yeah,
1: birth certificate and social security card. Okay. Yeah, that's my that's my system. And yeah. it, it, I felt bad because when I left home, And she was, was really, probably
0: afraid to get one of those seven day like freaking
1: um, punishments. Punishments. Because you get beat. Don't get it wrong. You get beat now. Yeah. You, you get beat. I mean, it could be pots, pens. It could be phones. It could be whatever it was at the time. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was one of those, it was one of those numbers. But it was like, after a while, after growing up with it for so many years, you're used to it. Uh-huh. It's like a person being in jail. You, you begin to get, um, what's the word, uh, constitutional? I mean, uh, institutionalized. Institutionalized. Institutionalized.
0: Yeah. So
1: we. That's how I grew up Part my whole of the life.
0: Institution. That is a scary, freaking word, and, man.
1: And that the way I grew up stuck with me, whether I wanted it to, almost my entire life. I left that that the way I was raised. Yeah. That hurt, that that fear, that mm-hmm. that scared to break off and do anything. You know? So, mm-hmm. I joined the military. It, military wasn't my first choice. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just my only way out. I joined the military, a place where you're already institutionalized. All I gotta do is listen to you. All I gotta do is give orders. All you gotta do is give, you know what I mean? Yeah. All I gotta do is follow orders, something I was already doing. Yeah. But only different this time is you're gonna
0: you know, it's actually I to,
1: good. I get to interact with more people. I get to learn more people. But it didn't make it better. Yeah. You know, because I stayed away from home all those years. I left... I tried to change who I was, but couldn't change who I was because of the source that it came from, and that was from that hole. Yeah. You could do anything in this world, but if you don't have the love, then you yeah. don't have that glue to it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You can make... I made a bunch of money I, I because of that anger, because of that, that fuel... I was searching for something, but didn't know what it was. Yeah. As a kid, because I I don't know now I know what it was, but back then you're searching for stuff, uh-huh. and it causes you to, you, you know what I mean yeah I excelled at, you know getting this award I excel at getting this promotion faster than anybody in my class. Yeah. By the time yeah. I was 21, I was I was E6 in the army. It's only nine ranks. Yeah. Doing 17, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was running 3.4 billion dollar uh, contract operations in Kuwait. You know what I, mean? I was already doing it.
0: Was that on deployment?
1: Yeah, that was no, that was a that was actually a assi- it was a special assignment for me. But okay. I deployed, I went to Afghanistan, Iraq, Yeah. you know, because of but I like it because so much that I had went through that hurt, I could relate to people. And because I could relate to your hurt, you uh-huh. know, just the amount of care I could show you.
0: Yeah.
1: It was almost like a healing to you. But I'm still hurt you know so it, once again I began to show people love but not receive it so it kind of makes you even that more of a bad person inside so even with women I I resented not having a mother for so long you know I didn't know if I could trust women because I couldn't trust my aunt so I wouldn't I was never in a relationship it was one of those quick quick egos yeah. any sign I seen that I didn't like yeah. I was out of there I was feared I, I feared it I run it so even with the mother of my child great woman amazing woman mm-hmm. you know but just a little bit, being young, and I saw something I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I was so used to running. Yeah. You know, even when I was, I realized that my whole life, I ran. I ran from home. I ran from the hurt. I ran from the pain. I ran from that. But sometimes going through it, oh, man. going through it is what makes you stronger, not running from it. Because oh. no matter how far I ran, yeah, it still was there. And it got worse. And it made the trail even mm-hmm. longer and harder when I turned around and had to go the other way. So as a father, yeah, I did some things. I didn't know if I wanted to be a father. I didn't know how to be a father. Mm-hmm. I had a son around me when he was born, and I didn't even know what to do with him, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And because of my lack of love and hardening of my heart, I didn't have no feeling or emotion towards it.
0: If you can say what you just said, like that, can sometimes be helpful. And this is just like a little podcast microphone. Okay, and uh, so I was explaining that. Uh, when you said you had this possible child support thing, you were willing to give money a lot. Right. Because for that kid. Right. It's a three-year-old boy, right? Right. Yeah. And yesterday it had just crossed my mind that, yeah, I just need to make sure that, like, sometimes that can be subconscious. We might be making those decisions subconsciously. Like, maybe I don't want to give up any more custody because part of me realized that there's going to be this new thing I'm going to have to do. I'm going to file to agree to pay this amount of money. And I'm not sure where I'm going to come up with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, with that, man, it's all about, we're all scared of what we don't know. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And if you always look deep into your mind, you're always going to see the negative. It's always The negative is always going to come first. No yeah. matter how you look at it, you're going to look at the warning, the danger, yeah. the worst possible outcome first. Because yeah. that's how you move ahead. in Some look- people
0: don't realize that that's happening and they just think that's the truth.
1: They think it's the so truth. when i when
0: i kind of realized that, i was like let me uh, address this and be like the bigger man about it and make sure that i present this opportunity even if it causes me to have to pay something let me just eliminate that from what i value right away what i value is this child and this relationship right yeah so even if i have to pay let that be as it may i'll figure that out right right, right. you know yeah
1: and i, I kind of feel the same way it was like I understood that, you know, based on how I was raised, how I was grew up, you know, I didn't really understand the concept of being a father. I was afraid because I didn't know how to be a father. you yeah. know, and, and a lot of that gave, you know, her a bad impression of me, you know. But at the same time, in the inside, I was craving to learn. I was craving to understand in order to better myself, to, 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 to fit that situation of being a father. Yeah. You know, so you look at it kind of like, yeah, you're right. You have every reason to fear me. In the fear of my, you know, what I could possibly do in this child's life. But at the same time, you don't know that I want to be.
0: Oh, because, like, what we think about a person that wasn't raised by a father or a mother is they're a loose cannon and they don't know how to be a parent? Right. Right.
1: Right. And, 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 And it's my situation. So I was raised without a mother. Yeah. I was raised without a father. I had an aunt that took me in based on her believing that she can get money from the state for me and my brothers and sisters.
0: How did that break down? Like, so. She took care of you. Did your, was your mother, like, killed or something, man?
1: No. So my mother was on drugs, unfortunately. Yeah. And but she, but she had a sister. Right. She had a sister. She actually had many sisters and brothers. It was eight of them. But nobody else wanted to take us in. Mm-hmm. So when she heard she could possibly get money for us due to my mom being on drugs and if we possibly have any, you know, uh, defects because of that, she can get money. Basically, ADHD. ADD, bipolar, because, you know, if we have any signs and symptoms of that, then she can get money. It's a check that the state of Texas paid.
0: And they, and it, it's bigger if, you're, if this person you're looking after has these disabilities. If they have
1: these disabilities.
0: So and did she ever tell you, like, we're going to go into this office and you got to act crazy?
1: No, she just, let me tell you how bad it was. Yeah. You ever got in trouble at school for not doing your homework? Yeah. She took that and said, he gets in trouble all the time. He can never seem to do his homework. He lies at home. He stays. There, he he zooms out. He and that's what they say. Yeah. But
0: in the actuality, so she's of, coming up with these symptoms. Coming that up with true. these
1: that we didn't hear. You know, when you go in and close uh, door and see. talk to the doctor, yeah, this is what's going on. Okay. So as I got older, and we go back and got all that paperwork that we saw that we was growing up seeing. You know, she's telling my sister had a anger issue. Oh, she was a hoarder. Yeah. And we were. Four or five years old. How can you be a hoarder at four or five years old? How can you be a, you know, yeah, Yeah, it was so so much to it. And you, I mean, it was very abusive, very Mm -hmm. abusive. She had her own kids in the house. We didn't get the same shoes. We'd wear, you know, hand me downs. We, I didn't get to play sports at all. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get to lead a house at all. Would you
0: say she was like a loving caretaker? I mean, it sounds like she was scrapping to get every every bit of um, income to help y'all out but would you say she was like a loving person I mean are there like photos when y'all are dressed up in pajamas at Christmas time or
1: you know what man would she
0: try to give you good experiences or what
1: I'm 20 I'm 28 years old mm-hmm. and I can't tell you a time I had a birthday cake yeah you know I, could, I couldn't tell you a time I had a birthday cake at all um, it was one of those it when right. I look well, back that at pretty
0: it, much answers that question man. When,
1: I, when I look back at it now it was and I I could try to find like you know, good things. And I was like, well, she took care of us. Yeah. Oh, she, at least we ate. At least we got to do this. Yeah. Even people in jail has a place to lay their head. Yeah. And they have to be cheated with at least some type of dignity. And they yeah. have to be fed. Yeah. So to me, it was like a jail. It was like a jail. To the point that <laughs> when I was arrested at 16, Yeah. I felt more at home in jail. And I did not want to leave.
0: You had like a peace of mind in I had a peace
1: of mind. And jail pretty much saved my life because I met a guy in there sitting... For t- sitting, and he had tickets, and he was mm-hmm. a, he, uh, just retired out the navy. Mm-hmm. And he convinced me to go to the military.
0: Hmm. So, what did I, he say?
1: He said, "I am in here for tickets." He's, I'm just in here sitting out tickets. He said, "I got a house that's paid for. My kids get to go to school for free." He said, "I'm retired. I don't have to worry about much." And he, I told me my situation. He was like
0: full, full. Right. Retired, everything. Right. Wait,
1: he was in there for, like, traffic tickets? He didn't want to pay the traffic tickets, and he decided to just sit him out, because Texas gives, like, every two every two days, it's worth $200. You know what I'm saying? So, he did not feel like paying for those traffic tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But you crossed paths with them, and it ended up changing your life. Right. All right.
1: <laughs> so, immediately after that, I got out. I went to the recruiter. Yeah. And... I was still in contact with them. I was staying with them with my aunt at the time, where I had to be there. She didn't know where I was, but when they found out I was in jail, uh, she pretty much gave up on me, man. Like gave up on us. Like by the time I was fifteen, it was a wrap. My brother was kicked out the house so, at fifteen.
0: So it, this was your biological brother, or this was somebody else? Who this was, was my bio- at- this
1: was my biological brother. We had different dads. Yeah. Same mother, <clears throat> but the same aunt. Same aunt though. Okay. She raised us all, and he at the time was getting. About to get a check from his dad who had died. Mm-hmm. So she only kept him because he was getting a check when mm-hmm. he turned 18. Mm-hmm. But she ended up kicking him out at 15.
0: Mm. Oh. She sounds like somebody who was gripped with fear and didn't know how to go on without just seeking like every dollar she could get.
1: Man, my whole entire family was about money. Yeah. It was, a, it was about money. Everything was about money. It was all about money. So when my brother, remind you, none of my aunt or uncle took us, wanted to take us in. But when they found out my brother was getting a check from his dad, when she kicked him out, mm. the rest of the family tried to open up doors to him. Now he is a little slow mentally,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that because of his father, you know. Yeah. My sister, you know, nothing's wrong with her. She could have been the next Toni Morrison, to oh, be honest. Right? The way the way she writes her not a poem, a poetry, but because she was fostered in an environment where my aunt made her look crazy. Yeah. She had to take medicine. She had to do this. You know, as she grew, as she grew older, and noticed this, yeah. You know, then she broke away from it. But when you, when you were stuck in there like that, you have no way out. Who's gonna take care of us? Who's mm-hmm. gonna feed us? It's like we mandated there. When we was on punishment, man, it was seven days locked in a room. You know, seven yeah. days.
0: was just trying to beat you down.
1: <laughs> what? So she didn't have to deal with anything. So she didn't have to deal with anything. But her kids, we watched her kids yeah. never get a whooping. Your shoes are better than ours. It was like a Cinderella yeah. story with three people. You know, and in that, in that in that environment, you got all these drug dealers. How old is your sister now? She's twenty six. Okay, what's she do? Go to school? Actually, in a nursing. Nursing school. Yep. Not writing. She's just now trying to write books now about our lives.
0: Are you, are you close to her?
1: Yeah, we're real close. Okay. After ten after ten years, I just rekindled with them. Here, oh, that's like special, like man. like three weeks ago, I just it's me, her, and my brother all together, and that's when? the first time. How long? Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> <weeks ago>. <laughs> so that's why I'm back in Texas now, yeah. man. Um, man, I left home and I didn't see any of my family. So three weeks ago, we are all back together now. Um, everything's going good, and I'm getting that that love that I missed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That and, and they're actually teaching me how to love more. You know and I understand that I might not didn't have love from the the parent figure that I had uh, the mother or the father Mm -hmm. but at least our bond as sisters and brothers was a form of love and unconditional love at any level is still unconditional love it's
0: unconditional isn't it yeah that's amazing that's absolutely amazing man you said no mother no father and the void that's there yeah, when did you start like, what um, like trying to analyze that? Because probably if you're in jail at 16, would you mind saying
1: what it was for? You know, I'm not gonna lie. I was. Um, we had a guy. <laughs> <laughs> what he do is he acquired things from like Walmart. If Walmart had a big shipment of. PlayStation 4s, Xboxes, bikes, whatever it was. Mm. He'd work his, work with the backside of the store and, you know, take some of the inventory, but when the inventory hit the store, it was actually shorter than, it, you know, he made the numbers match even though it was shorter than what it was. I see. So in our neighborhood, you know, Christmas time was was near, you know, we got these PlayStation 4, I mean PlayStation, I guess it was 2s <laughs> or 3s at the time. At the time, yeah. Um, Or PSPs, it was the guy that wore PSPs, and instead of them being store priced for 400 bucks, you can get it for 150 bucks. Okay. You know, he's like the Santa Claus in the neighborhood. You know, he did it the wrong way, but he, these were cheap prices. Yeah. So what I would do is, he couldn't distribute it himself. As a young person, and I didn't have money. My shoes were draggly. I was like, man, we need this. Yeah. So I'd grab the, I'd, I'd buy two, I mean, i get two or three of them from him, sell them for 250 bucks instead of the 150. Yeah. Make $100 off top. Plus, he's giving me another 50 bucks when I sell it. Okay. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. getting a bigger end on a the stick there. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's how I would do it. But he was doing something else on the side to where he had, he was messing with the credit card scammers in certain stores. So he'd go and he will put in there. So if you swipe your card, you, he'd take a penny off of every dollar. Hmm. And this start drawing big attention. Mm-hmm. So when they start I ended up catching one of my buddies who told me about the guy who was also selling product, but I guess he was a little bit in more detail with the guy. Mm -hmm. And I'm a kid at the time, so when they caught him, he ended up giving my name up. And when they caught me, I ended up going to jail, not knowing why they had me in jail. I'm thinking it was for the hot stolen product that I had on me. No, Uh, it was for actually something larger. I ended up spending four weeks, four to five weeks in jail.
0: 16
1: At sixteen years, sixteen. Not quite
0: understanding why.
1: Because where I'm from, you know, if I'm, I wanted to be loyal to somebody, I didn't have that love, but I was eager to show, show that love, you know, to somebody so they give it back to me. Mm. And at that time, it was the streets.
0: You mean like um, when hardship presents itself, that gives you the opportunity to find love, to see who's going to go through that hardship with you? Right. And that's somebody from the street.
1: And that's somebody from the streets. And at that, you imagine yourself as a child. Even whether it's hardship, whatever it was, when you don't have that form of nurturing, yeah, the first person, symbol, item, whatever it is, presents itself to you, yeah. you're going to cling to it. Yeah. You're going to cling to it. And that's what I did. The first form of what I thought was love, somebody showed me, mm-hmm. I cling to it. And because the streets are, this particular person showed me so much love to where you gave me an opportunity to where I wouldn't have to wear these shoes or... You know, I took that as love, not knowing that's just you as a businessman wanting to make money. Yeah. And when I, so when I got arrested, you know, you watch videos. They tell you don't say anything. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm not finna give your name up.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, that's all I knew.
0: What videos?
1: The, the movies. Watch movies, and you know, in, a, in my neighborhood, in that environment, that's what it was. You know. Okay. You know, because as I'm as I'm learning. You know, to love, I'm also learning the the rules of the environment I'm in. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I began to do. So when I went to jail, I didn't say anything. I thought that was okay. I thought that, you know, they had my back. Not knowing I was in there for the same people I showed love to. That who had given my name up.
0: Yeah, they were just... So I sat there for... I mean, trying to look out for yourself, you know. Yeah. I mean you were trying to look out for them because that was that was a, a creating a new family for you it right. seems like right yeah right and are you still tight with any of those people no man it that actually so what like so was it? did it end up being a long-term family where y'all were like, through, through thick and thin
1: you know what everything that day everything that day I, I got arrested changed my whole entire life my so I ended up staying for four weeks, four to six weeks, and the first jail I was in was the city jail. That's where I met the guy who were doing tickets. Mm-hmm. Then they sent me to County, mm-hmm. because these was about to be you know, felony charges.
0: And County sucks more.
1: C- county was the best time of my life.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> yes,
1: because <laughs> I've been there with guys who actually on trial for a murder, you're on trial for... This much drug, This much uh, uh, Drugs You know yeah. like, These guys are on their Third strike I'm yeah. talking to all type of people But because It was crazy But because I had endured So much I had been through so much You know It was like It wasn't a new environment to me It was like I could relate Yeah To you guys I could relate to your pain And they showed me So much love in there i I say it was love But it's just They could relate to me Even as People are
0: relating To each other in there Right Yeah Because
1: they and, have a Common frame of mind Or something And I could see in them You know Everybody had that hole. Yeah. You know. Everybody had that hole. Everybody had that hole. Everybody had that hole.
0: Yeah. And you get it.
1: And you get that hole. Yeah. You don't know how to feel that hole. But you got that hole. Yeah.
0: But you're somebody who can like kind of articulate things really well,
1: man. As a kid, I articulated it. You know. Yeah. You don't know what you're interpreting. You just know. Yeah. I can. Feel that you got that whole, yeah. You know, and that, that now, yes, you know, and that's why I try to be a better father. Now it's going to be really
0: interesting. I hope you get to spend more time with that kid, man. You think you're going to?
1: I. It's a fight now. Yeah. I fought my whole life to to prove everybody wrong that I yeah. couldn't do things that I, you know, people told me I would never be able to go to the army. Yeah. Made it. I made it, and that that until my sister's still in my. You did six, what, six years, four years? I did ten years. Ten years? Nice, yes. man. My Thank sister, you for your service, yeah. by the way. My sister had to steal my birth certificate, my social security card from my aunt. You know what I mean? Go in a room. And oh, she, she kept locks on her she the She wouldn't make it no, easy for you to join? No. The day I left, I remember the day I left, I had just got out of jail. And um, they were telling me, of course, because uh, the woman, when I went and talk to pre-child, she was like, you're so, you got a bright future, but you don't even know why you're here. This is why you're here. They end up doing an investigation and realizing I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Because the guy who they caught, the big guy they caught, end up telling them the whole story. This guy is just... So, they charged me with theft under, like, 500. They wiped the, the actual charge away, telling me if I went to the military, you know, because I told them I wanted to go to the military. They're like, well, if you do this, yeah, you bring us a recruiter, and you show us the paperwork, you're going, this is null and void.
0: You did that? Yeah, that's what I did.
1: So, I went to a recruiter. Um he was working with me and instantly when he saw what was going on, how my aunt didn't want to help me out, my grades are, you know, top 25% of the class, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm doing all these good things, but he couldn't understand why she wouldn't want to help me. But he didn't know that she was waiting until I turned 17, because in 17, in Texas, you're adult, and she could just file that on my behalf, saying she's my caretaker and get mm. the money either way. Mm. So Mm. they didn't need me to be there. So she was waiting on those days to come down. You know, but at that time period, I knew I had to leave. Something in me was saying I had to leave. Oh, yeah. You know, I had to leave. Jail kind of gave me that courage to be like, I have to leave. I have to get out of here. How did it give you that courage? Because I went to jail now. Yeah. I'm in there with the worst of the worst. But I realized that as I could talk to them, and I said, you have to be courageous to do some things in life. Yeah. And I, I found a positive in it These guys had courage You could tell that If they put their mind To be something positive They could be something positive mm-hmm. If they, they could no, get out If they could get out You know Or if they could break I don't know What made them do What they was gonna do I don't know what. Mm-hmm. I just knew These guys seemed like They were fearless You know they seemed like Whatever decision They wanted to do Whether they decided To bribe, Whether they decided To steal Whether they decided To sell drugs That decision In their mind They live. They made their decision With confidence And they, they were just Courageous about it So I wanted that 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 level of confidence Dang I wanted to break the fear because I stayed in a household where I couldn't go out. I was getting whooped. I couldn't go here. I didn't have... i never seen friends. I never went out. I never... I couldn't tell you what... I had never ate at a restaurant or been to a movie theater until the day I joined the Army. I didn't have my own bed until the day I joined the Army. hmm uh-huh. You know?
0: Shared little... Share, Mattress on the floor.
1: On the floor, me and my brothers in the room. You know, I didn't have yeah. new clothes. I never bought anything at the mm-hmm. mall. I never had over twenty dollars in my name. You didn't have a
0: birthday cake.
1: I never had a birthday cake. I couldn't tell you what that was. That man,
0: yeah. My question about like how, how like, come on, this is a woman. Maternal instincts. that gotta love you in some way. And when you said no, there's no birthday cake. I'm like. Oh. <sighs> That's, yeah that's a lack of love dude but you got it, you, it it's cool. You got, that's why i wanted to talk to you man because it's cool to see this rebound because right. i can see you just like you know trying to share it now
1: yeah and as i as i when i joined the military it was crazy how when i was joining the military people reached out to help me i didn't even know you know when people start talking about god i've seen him work in ways you couldn't imagine people i've run into people mm-hmm. who i tell my situation and they reach out and help Mm -hmm. You know, and the recruiter that I had was so dedicated to help me. Mm -hmm. He paid my whatever fees I needed to to settle up my course costs, Mm -hmm. got me my bonus. He showed me what job to take, helped me get my license. Mm -hmm. You know, at the time I was trying to go to prom. Um, Oh, yeah? Yeah. They, my aunt was like, I'm out the house, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. I had to come up with money for prom. He paid me the money so I can get a rent of tux to go to prom. Oh, sweet you know, man! When I graduated, I had nobody in the in the audience from my graduation. Yeah, but my sister. Nobody in the audience. And at the time, sister. she's two What's years her name? younger than me. Huh? What's her name? Uh, Travia.
0: Travia. Yeah. So Travia Travia is the one who she's. What'd you say? She got into a locked box and stole.
1: Yeah, the, so she went into the locker room because they kept a lock on the door.
0: Yeah, and she and went got and I, your birth certificate my, or something? Yeah,
1: birth certificate and social security card. Okay. Yeah, that's my that's my sister. And it was, it, I felt bad because when I left
0: home. And she it was, was probably one, afraid to get one of those seven-day, like, freaking um, punishments.
1: Because punishments. you get beat. Don't get it wrong. You get beat now. Yeah? You, you get beat. I mean, it could be pots, pans. It could be phones. It could be whatever it was at the time. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was one of those, it was one of those numbers. But it was like, after a while, after growing up with it for so many years, you're used to it. Uh-huh. It's like a person being in jail. You, you begin to get, um, what's the word, institutionalized? Uh, I mean, uh, institutionalized, institutionalized. Institutionalized. Yeah. So we, that's how I grew up Part my whole of the life.
0: Institution. That is a scary, freaking word, and, man.
1: And that the way I grew up stuck with me, whether I wanted it to, almost my entire life. I left that, that The way I was raised Yeah That hurt That that fear That mm-hmm. That scared to break off And do anything You know So mm-hmm. I joined the military it, Military wasn't my first choice mm-hmm. You know It was just my only way out I joined the military A place where you already Institutionalized All I gotta do is listen to you All I gotta do is give orders All you gotta do is give You know what I mean yeah. All I gotta do is follow orders Something I was already doing Yeah But only different this time Is you're gonna you know, actually I get to, good. I get to interact with more people. I get to learn more people. But it didn't make it better. Yeah. You know, because I stayed away from home all those years. I left, I tried to change who I was, but couldn't change who I was because of the source that it came from. And that was from that hole. Yeah. You could do anything in this world, but if you don't have the love, then you yeah. don't have that glue to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can make, I made a bunch of money I, I because of that anger, because of that, that fuel I was searching for something but didn't know what it was. Yeah. As a kid, because I, I don't know. Now I know what it was. But back then, you're searching for stuff. Uh-huh. And it causes you to, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I excelled at, you know, getting this award. I excelled at getting this promotion faster than anybody in my class.
0: Yeah. By the time I was yeah.
1: 21, I was I was an E6 in the Army. It's only nine ranks. Yeah. Doing a 17, You know what I mean? Yeah. I was running $3.4 billion uh, contract operations in Kuwait. You know, what I, mean? I was already doing it.
0: You, is that on deployment?
1: Yeah, that was no. That was a that was, that was actually assi- it was a special assignment for me. But okay. I deployed. I went to Afghanistan, Iraq. Yeah. You know, because of but I like it because so much that I had went through that hurt. I could relate to people, and because I could relate to your hurt, you uh-huh. know, just the amount of care I could show you.
0: Yeah.
1: It was almost like a healing to you, but I'm still hurt you know so it, once again I began to show people love but not receive it so it kind of makes you even that more of a bad person inside so even with women I I resented not having a mother for so long you know I didn't know if I could trust women because I couldn't trust my aunt so I wouldn't I was never in a relationship it was one of those quick quick egos yeah. any sign I seen that I didn't like yeah, I was out of there I was feared I, I feared it I run it so even with the mother of my child great woman amazing woman mm-hmm. you know but just a little bit being young and I saw something I didn't like mm-hmm. I was so used to running yeah you know even when I was I realized that my whole life I ran I ran from home I ran from the hurt I ran from the pain I ran from that but sometimes going through it oh, man. going through it is what makes you stronger not running from it because no matter how far I ran yeah it still was there and it got worse and it made the trail even mm-hmm. longer and harder when I turned around and had to go the other way so as a father, yeah, I did some things. I didn't know if I wanted to be a father. I didn't know how to be a father. Mm-hmm. I had a son around me when he was born, and I didn't even know what to do with him,
0: you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And because of my
1: lack of love and hardening of my heart, I didn't have no feeling or emotion towards it. Oh man, yeah. And yeah, I was a bad person. <clears throat> People say, "Yeah, you was a bad person." Yeah, you, you. My actions may have dictated a bad person. I agree with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because the life made you that way. But then it's the Also the I I, I, I kind of I'm thankful for the things I went through Yeah Because when I looked at them I learned that if I did the opposite mm-hmm. If I just did the opposite Maybe I'm not a father mm-hmm. Maybe nobody nobody was there for me So maybe if I'm there for him mm-hmm. Maybe if I just give my time You know what I mean Maybe if I just sit in this Instead of running from it Maybe if I just sit there I'll learn something mm-hmm. You know if you tread water long enough, I'm pretty sure you're gonna learn how to doggy paddle. You know uh, what I mean? At least, at the least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? At the least. So, as I left the military, and life went downhill, even there, because I felt empty. I felt empty. There's no place I went in the world that I felt at home or I felt peace. There wasn't oh, yeah. the amount of. I movement. thought you would
0: have people from like your unit that were like really, com- uh, like tight with or no.
1: Man, the army is it a business keep moving around the, army, now. the army is a business it's a brotherhood but it's a business
0: Yeah.
1: You know, people think when you think the army you think one person running a system no it's a system of people mm-hmm. that are going through what you're going through mm-hmm. people who are courageous to fight for something even though they don't have the strength to fight for themselves you know? yeah. people don't understand that. a lot of people in the army you gotta have a certain level of, of, of courage and certain level of of, of messed up it to be there too you know mm. nobody <laughs> just says I'm going to fight for a country I don't know yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it when like I like it when
0: ex-football players will say a similar thing about football like you, there's got to be something slightly wrong with you to want to slam your body against other people as hard as you can
1: right no it's I like, got I got like, this, there's got to be something yeah I got this level of it. pain in me yeah. I don't know how to deal with it internally so physically I'm yeah. going to fight something you know what I mean I'm yeah yeah like, and the military is like that, too. I mean, there's so many stories in the military you don't know. One of my closest sure. buddies robbed two HEBs, got 99 years. You know, another buddy of mine felt like he wasn't enough for women, you know. it just wasn't, ended up catching uh, some type of assault charge with her. caught 15 years in jail. Man. You know, I've seen people. I knew While five they five active duty? Right, I knew five guys who committed suicide it wasn't uh, strong enough the, the, the battle that's, in the, that's tough yeah, the battle in the army was it was the same thing it was like I didn't I left home to be close to people who were going through what I was going through yeah. and even some of it was worse yeah. some of it was, wasn't was as bad but we all took it the same it affected us the same and if you're not strong enough yeah, then it will kill you you know what I mean or it will take you down you lose your when you lose your heart you lose your soul you lose the life mm-hmm. and it's a lot of people that that's doing the same thing you that's, look at you look at the, the the ratio of how many fathers are actually in their kids life mm-hmm. you know they're not there because most people are going through the same deal they're they're afraid they're scared they don't know how you know so you run to the only level of comfort that you got you know what i mean so mm-hmm. and whether that's an abuse whether that's a drug whether that's a addiction whether that's a Lifestyle, whether it's a job,
0: yeah, that's
1: where they seem to go to, you know? yeah, they do and, and most people don't know how to comfort comfort you they don't know how to be there for you, and they're scared mm-hmm. they that, that fear of danger that fear of getting sucked into that black hole mm-hmm. is 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 what most people fear
0: being you know? around you,
1: yeah, I'm just saying like if you you know same thing with my baby mother. You see me as this person,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. I really need your help, mm-hmm. but you don't know how to help me. I don't know how to be a father. Mm-hmm. They're the same. I'm afraid of mess I'm afraid. I'm afraid. You afraid? Yeah. They might be different things, but that fear is there. I see. You know what I see that? I that see. fear is there. All right. You know what so
0: what I was saying, like my ideal for you, you made it seem like there's absolutely no way, like. She's committed to making the court dictate for
1: you what uh, you're gonna have to pay for child support. She's not. She's not because at this point, the person that you knew, yeah, the person that you saw, yeah, on the on the out on the on the, on the external part of me, you know, that's what you're going. That's what you're basing it off of. Yeah. That's who you fear. You know what I mean? You, so she, you, so you, she's afraid of that. Yeah. You you're afraid of that. Not you. Not that you ever knew me. Mm-hmm. It's just the person I was. You know. I didn't want to put up with you or I didn't like this about you, I left. Yeah. You know, now you have a certain feeling towards me. You don't know me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You don't know me.
0: Well, I hope these people can help you figure out, like, some way to just move to the next step quick. Yeah, because she's not... You just want to get there so you know what to do. Like, you're going to be able to handle it, man. You handled freaking prison. Right. You uh, handled the army. And uh, just remember the confidence from those dudes, man. I hope some of those guys that, like, were, I don't know, that helped you get
1: that courageousness in there, I hope some of those guys got out, man. You know what, man? I, I hope so, too. Yeah. You know I, mean? I hope so, too, man. If, if nobody else, I know the guy who was sitting, in, sitting out there for tickets. I know he was pretty much all right. <laughs> <laughs> he, was the, he was the most impactful. Man, yeah. if I ever go back, it, it'll probably be to sit out sit out tickets because it may be another me in there. You yeah. know what I mean? Another you in there. Yeah. Dude, maybe I
0: mean that's why I make these things. I've been making these for like two years, um, right? But because and my sister really encourages me to do it because, like, right now, I'm like between jobs. My income has me very honestly, like, staving off being terrified every single day, right? About how, I, I, I'm not making Enough, and not only that, it makes me question like the decision that I made, right? All right, to like resign from a job, so it's like a transitional thing for me. And I haven't been recording the podcasts that much, even though I did one yesterday with this like kind of healer guy. Um, but my sister tells me, dude, everything somebody's saying, there's somebody that needs to hear that, right? And so I'm, I kind of I li, I just like that phenomenon I like right. that thing of that when people share and so hopefully somebody needs to hear this man yeah. so so I've been around my kid the whole time since before I mean I went to every doctor's appointment um with my ex-wife I'm pretty sure every single doctor's appointment isn't that crazy right so like all like from then on so do you have any like questions from uh from a, a, a dad, you know, from another dad, you know, um, or anything you want to know that I'm scared of or that I didn't that I messed up.
1: No, it's it's. I know that you know. I've, I've asked, after assessing myself, after assessing life, you know, and I've always tried to at least Facetime, calling. The one thing I will ask is, you know, because I never had a dad. Yeah. But if you, as a father, you know. You can't always be there for your son. You can't always. But what is that one thing above all that you, you want to impart on him? So even if you're not here, he has that one thing. that one Because you can't, you know, I understand that you can't give him all of you. You can't teach him everything. Uh-huh. But that one thing you want to give him uh-huh. so that even if you, you had one thing you had to give him, it was only one thing or something to teach him, whatever it was, what would that thing be?
0: Oh, I'm so glad you asked me that right now, man. I think it's that there's that the that he is full enough to give. I want him to feel that fullness enough that he can like enjoy life and give to other people. Because I'm like identifying things right now that I don't want him to feel at a deficit that he needs to to get things from other people. Right. I want him to have like this fullness that he can give to other people and just like look at them and ask them what they need you know right because I I know that we all have the ability to look at people and ask what can this person give me right you know
1: I want him to look at people and say what can I what can I do and you you know what I say that because I was on a you know I ended up finding Christ I, I changed my life and one of the things I learned you know, is that what you're talking about is, is, is the definition of love. And most people don't understand what love is. Love is a sac- self-sacrificing act for someone else. When you put yourself a, you don't think of yourself. Yeah. You're all about helping or, you know, uh, being there for someone else, regardless of what it feels like to you. Yeah. Regardless of what it's saying in your mind, you know, but actually sacrificing yourself for the benefit of others. And people, and people, when they think about the story of Jesus, it's the same. He sacrificed himself. We, well, he died. He sacrificed. What did he sacrifice? The whole story about him is how he expressed love to others, not putting himself first. Mm-hmm. So he died, sacrificing himself, so that you would have an example of love. Mm-hmm. Love is a self-sacrificing act. Everybody bases it off of emotions, feelings. Mm-hmm. No. So when you say your son is able to give, he's able to give. He feels full because he knows that. And I had to learn that everything I've been through in life, it wasn't for me. It was, that, it was so that I could learn how to give what I had. And what I had was the ability to endure, the struggles that I've been through, the mm-hmm. things that I had to overcome, the things mm-hmm. that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Those things are for somebody else. Somebody else needed to hear my story. Mm-hmm. Somebody else needed to hear how I made it. Somebody mm-hmm. else needed to hear that. Because those, if I'd have heard me when I was that age... Then I would have learned that as long as I gave love and wasn't focused on me, me, me receiving love, then I would have got it when I gave it. (laughs) Yeah. And people don't understand that, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. We get insecure. And then all of a sudden. uh... So, what do you think about enjoying life? Do you think that's important? I mean. And what does that mean to you?
1: Like you said, when you feel full, yeah, when you feel like that, then you feel that peace, you okay. feel that joy, yeah, you feel that enjoyment. I mean, it's two types of enjoyments. You can go out there and try to. It just depends on what you feel like enjoying is. If you have, yeah. that, if you yeah, enjoy yeah. yourself, but that feeling fades, mm-hmm. and you need more of that to do that, then that's not enjoying it. You're seeking a feeling. You're seeking a high. Enjoying life is doing something that naturally comes to you. Mm-hmm. That naturally, you know, it's a natural feeling that can't nobody take away from you. Yeah. So doing what you enjoy is, I think we all. That's why I say it's, it's deep because love is what you enjoy. I don't care who you is. When you deep search within yourself, it's a part of you that you try to bring out of you the most. Okay. Everything else in life is going to come down on you. Everything else, whatever it is, it might be a distraction. It might be some you're gonna have a bad day, but there's no feeling like that feeling of love. I enjoy love you enjoy love that's that enjoying that enjoying (laughs) and when you do that other things begin to happen other doors begin to open up yeah Mm -hmm. you're gonna have fun doing it you might meet this person who does this the things that you seek the most in life comes from that seed of love Mm -hmm. you know yeah you can't really put you know what so I mean So you're not like oh
0: I'm good I'm I, I, I'm good as long as I get to do the following activities
1: no. or eat the
0: following foods that's my enjoyment of life No it's the love
1: It's the love cuz yeah. I could go right now I could go anywhere in the world mm-hmm. I have been everywhere you know yeah. I've I've done everything I I had the cars RD-87s, uh Jaguar I had those yeah. you know young a young man in the military yes I was making yeah, lucrative yeah, yeah, money Yeah Yeah Constant deployments. I had, you know, I, I you know, hate said women. I lusted. Mm-hmm. I was able to do and get what I wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, that's when I realized that that's a void. No matter what I wanted to do, no matter what I tried to accomplish, even though I accomplished it, I didn't feel full.
0: So you don't feel like 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 hooking up with women, like a lot of them. I mean, man, I love hooking up with women. Um, you and me both. Um, and fast cars and stuff. Those things are fun. Like, what about enjoying those things and being like, "Yeah, life is a gift. Like, we're supposed to experience life."
1: But you got to understand it like this: This is, you know, I hate being biblical, but I'll break it down to this Stop point. Talking right. about the Bible <laughs> now, you got hey, no, so, like, so, no, no, so, to deal with. So, so 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 when they say nobody's equal from another, right? Yeah. No sin is greater than another sin, right? Yeah. So that means nothing you do is is no different than what I do. Yeah. A, a, a person who smokes crack we look down on them because you're destroying your life you're just then dirt mm-hmm. a person who robs or whatever whatever they do is is them mm-hmm. people do things to take their mind off of the reality to not go through whatever it is in their mind so they can not worry about the feeling of the things they're going through and replace it with another feeling yeah
0: Sometimes sensation right that yeah.
1: sensation sex gives you a what high right yeah drinking takes you out of to, to another zone to another high mm-hmm. partying seeing things it's a feeling it's mm-hmm. a it's a feeling something that is temporary yeah you know so it doesn't matter what it is what you do everybody's doing it so when you say enjoying life seeing life you, you, you're, you're kind of hunting feelings you're hunting that high Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: When the answer to everything in life has always been as simple as one word.
0: If you have love. Though. If
1: you had love. Yeah. If you show love. And that's then it always... doesn't really matter
0: what you're doing, right? Right. All right. Let's see if this thing will take a picture of us. That's interesting. So. And you didn't have like. The um, the dad, to. Uh, dude, I don't look very good in this. Let's just smile. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's um, a handshake. Yep. Damn! I turned it off. Cool. Yeah. Um, there's more to say. More to yeah, say. Yeah, but that thing was that thing was really interesting about um enjoying like life and the things because uh, there's a lot of fun activities, man, and you know people go fishing with their dad watching football games like me watching right. football games with my dad was really fun right um, when he took us fishing it was really fun and damn you never did any of those things and now what you're saying though is it doesn't matter what the specific activity is to you right because if the love is there those things will come yeah, you don't even have to come. you don't have to look for them yeah, you or if you're to, doing it, in, out you know,
1: yeah, it, do it out of love yeah you'll do
0: it out of love you'll do it together like what are we going to do next summer right yeah
1: and that's basically what you're teaching your son you know yeah you know i want to do these things with you for you so you will feel this way yeah you know and if you do that for others you know it's not about what I wanna do your dad mm-hmm. probably didn't always wanna go fishing he didn't <laughs> always wanna go he did I it for to you these. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta yeah, take this I these gotta take but he did it you man, do it I don't just gotta get one yeah. fishing pole together I gotta get four <laughs> right. fishing I poles together I gotta buy this for you I gotta do this for you <laughs> yeah he's been an example of love I'm sacrificing no matter what it is because I want to whatever it is I want to put you first I'm going to put you first I'm going to do this for you yeah you're sick I'm out here for you you know my dad's
0: story was interesting man and really amazing and I got I have so much I've been like the guy who doesn't agree with you know your father's political opinions or thought he refers things the wrong way um I've been that guy before like when I was a little younger um but what's, what I'm amazed by is that his dad killed himself. Right. When he was like, I don't know, between like 10 and 15 or something like that. Right. Killed himself, man. And um, that's why I'm like, man, I don't care. My, my dad really takes care of me. And he didn't. Right. And it, when it, like, your role model, part of who you are is when you're like, who am I? Well, let me look at who I came from because that's part of me. So if you look at who you came from as somebody who said they're out, right? they left this world right. instead of taking care of everything, for you to be on your own right? on your island and doing your own thing when you didn't have that, to me, is like, dude, I don't care how it turns out, how it comes around, that is right. so awesome and huge, man. And, you, you know and so you're doing kind of like a similar thing to Blaze... Uh, just pull on the inspiration you can
1: find and go on so right and one thing I had to learn how to do was forgive because as I begin to die, you know, dissect myself you know you can that's when I seen the equalness in it the people who raised me yeah the, the, the aunt you know the people who didn't wasn't there for me yeah you know there was a hole in their heart too if somebody would've took the time out to teach them to care for them yeah then they would've been better but because nobody did and they wasn't strong enough to do it on their own because everybody needs somebody. Then you become that. I became who I was because somebody wasn't there for me. Yeah. So I can't so do So you had to, right. to look out for yourself. You had to look out for yourself, yeah, man. I looked out for myself, but yeah. at the same time, I learned love. So that I people don't have to learn selves because not everybody's capable. People yeah. That's how you get people who kill themselves. You go through so much, but nobody else. They just can't find love in the world. Right. Or nobody's there for you. Because everybody's so self-centered around themselves. And they, they don't know why everybody else gets love and they don't get any love. Right. But Nobody we, loves them. But you're teaching your son how to love. Yeah. If you wasn't well, there. Well, I don't know how
0: to teach that, but that's what I want. Um, and, I, and I was trying. And sometimes we don't do it. So I had the feeling yesterday, like, man, maybe a, a mother needs to be teaching this because maybe we dudes have just... Our minds are have different parts of them firing that... You know what I want to give him. Um, he needs other. He needs things from both of us, right? Right. But I need to make sure he gets that that freaking sincere feeling of love, right? For sure, that like a mother can give. Right. He needs both of what we can do. Right. But I cannot look at somebody and have them feel my love the way she can. I, right. I don't think I can anyway you know well
1: you know what I I will say this as the army being like a father figure to me (laughs) yeah it was like eventually yeah I learned what the right thing was but with a father you learn the discipline to utilize the right things you learn in life because regardless of it he's gonna learn life he's gonna Learn something out of life, and life is going to guide him in the direction he's supposed to be. But the the discipline, to being able to take that, understand that, boom, that comes from a father. You can't get that anywhere else. Okay. So, that's why what you're doing, no matter how you do it, as a father, make mistakes, whatever you want to do, just that presence, because you're going to give him that discipline. You know. That discipline. Okay. So, when he comes across whatever he learns in life, however Mm -hmm. life comes from him, he's going to at least be disciplined. Mm -hmm. You know, to do it, to use it
0: interesting that makes me want to keep a list of the things I I am disciplined with right because I can't give him discipline that I'm not doing I don't believe so like if if it's just like making our bed every day right um and like prioritizing certain things right something that I can do I'm gonna start making a list of those things right and hopefully it'll be a good list <laughs> right not just I mean come on man we gotta have discipline army gave you discipline
1: yeah army gave you discipline Okay. From the same thing you said, if I learned to make my bed up every day, yeah. then I was disciplined to do it. But through discipline, I learned that I accomplished something mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. So my day started with an accomplishment. I made my bed. Yeah, I brushed my teeth. So when I got older and I had to get a job, mm-hmm. now that I'm out the army, I have to not spend as much. I have to watch what I eat. From learning how to discipline myself to make my bed every day, I can learn how to do this every day. Read a book every day. Dedicate yeah. my time to this every day. I dedicated a little bit, of, so it wasn't they taught me everything. No, they put a seed in me. Yeah, you know, and that's what that's what that was.
0: That's awesome. But, yeah, accomplishment every day.
1: Right, but because you set, you know, what I mean, like I said, you take that time. You mm-hmm. know, I, you sacrifice that time with your son to show him that that's a form of love. That's still a form of love. Mm-hmm. And he's going to remember that This seed that I have in me Came from the love Yeah That sacrifice my dad Took out every day To do this for me Because he cared enough for me To show me this one thing Yeah And it evolved into something greater It doesn't You don't have to do everything We can't do everything Cool man But just a little piece That's why I tell people If you show just a little love If you open a door for somebody Who's having a bad day mm-hmm. they, That might be the day They want to take their own life out mm-hmm. Their own life out But because somebody cared Showed a little piece of care. A little how are you doing. A little good morning. It is enough to change somebody else's life. Maybe not change yours. I like that lesson. Yeah. Not yours. Yeah. But somebody else's. Alright. So you just show what you can. You give what you can. Mm. That little bit, you know. Dope, man. Yeah, but that's... Yeah. that's what, what is I've your been... line of
0: work after the uh, army?
1: Well, I, uh... I end up getting into Fitness. cyber... No, I end up getting into cyber security, um... Mm. I actually was in Arizona for cybersecurity school. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And now I'm in barber school until I finish up my degree in computer science, which I should graduate in July. Right. So I graduate uh, uh, May. I should graduate um, uh, college. And then July I, should, uh, July, I graduate barber school. Okay. And all I'm going to do is going to the cybersecurity field. That but it's crazy schools, how you said that. Man. Yeah. 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 And I actually, uh, I work with the youth ministry now. Mm-hmm. And um, I try to do more in the outreach program for homeless person. Yeah. Homeless personnel. So, and that and that that just happened over the course of a couple of months. I'm, over, I'm about I say about six months because I started learning. When you start sitting down and focusing on, and when you start showing love, mm-hmm. you know I met I ran into people that showed me different things, mm-hmm. and I learned more things about myself by giving. You know, mm-hmm. so that's that's any I'm good
0: about. good success stories with the homeless people,
1: or just giving them some food, or what? You know, I have a buddy who actually started up a uh, outreach ministry in Georgia. It's actually one of the number one uh, deals that's about to pop out out there. I don't want to break the ice before February 1st, but mm-hmm. that's what he has going out there. And he kind of worked a system for me. So if I start a nonprofit organization in Texas, then hopefully I can get something running out there. And, that, and I've got a bunch of buddies.
0: You and what would be the ideal? What's like your ideal thing that you can do for a homeless person? So
1: what I was going to do is open up boarding houses. Mm-hmm. It already be state funded. If mm-hmm. not, then I'm a veteran who gets vet. I mean, uh, loans and grants, especially for houses. Mm-hmm. So I, instead of buying myself a house, I can use that house, low income. I mean, low interest rate loan, mm-hmm. and actually put someone there. And yeah, I already right. have veteran, other guys that I know, veteran volunteers that are volunteer yeah. to actually implement some of the programs that we learn how to do in the military. You know,
0: uh, you mean like. To transition from the streets to and to, to right. like working a job, and to working a
1: job, yeah. And then I got buddies who own you know uh, certain companies. I don't know if you heard of Geeklets. My boy Danny Martin owned Geeklets out in Texas, hmm. and it's uh, one of the biggest EA Sports arenas out there for children. Ah. And he has three of them out there. He has you three know,
0: Geeklets operations. Three Geeklets oh. operations out there for EA Sports okay. for
1: children, and um just those those type of deals and uh you know that type of help to where people can show me how to give back and do for other people and how that actual process works. So my point is I just wanna I can only start so much. I don't know the whole deal mm. or deal, but if I open up the boarding houses, if I put the programs in it, if I can, you know, give you some type of foundation.
0: Yeah.
1: At least to give you a better start, then I'm doing my part.
0: You yeah. Know? Hopefully oh, with yeah. that
1: people will see what I'm doing and add to or, you know, yeah. let me partner up with different programs so that it can expand and become some better mm-hmm. but I can only do that little bit I can only give that little seed because that's what my heart is right now awesome man that is so awesome alright
0: oh you're doing good things dude um, let's see what the song is on here we could uh, close on alright so I don't have to edit this alright let's see what song is on
1: <laughs> not that one
0: not that one. <laughs> I like uh, this, this station right here. That's just the end of a song. All right, never mind. No song.
1: All right. <laughs> my name's
0: Ethan. Let me write down my number and uh, email. All, all right, right? right, and I'll shoot you an, shoot you an email. Thank you for being like on this podcast, man. I'm going to share some of those awesome things that you that right. uh, you said. Is that cool?
1: Oh yeah, fine. I'm fine with that.
0: All right. Thanks for doing that, man.
1: Homeless. Homeless. Sleeping in a, I was in Tennessee out working for Coca-Cola. Didn't even get my first check yet. What's crazy was a buddy I had met I, I knew but wasn't even that cool with gave me a car. Gave you a car?
0: Gave
1: me a car, infinity G635. Uh-huh. I mean G35. Okay. I'm sleeping there. I'm I'm trying to be with women. I'm sleeping. I got this one girl I met at the airport. I'm trying to stay at her house, but the reason why I couldn't stay there is because she had kids. They showed me, she showed me so much love Out of two days of knowing her For my birthday She gave me a big birthday cake From her kids First cake I ever got for my birthday Is mess you up Don't it oh, You yeah. see what I'm You yeah. see our supernatural life story But yeah. I can tell you Things and things And things and things And things yeah. and things And things and things And it'll be all day But I know that my life The stories I have They're not gonna happen To you the same way mm-hmm. What God has for you Is for you You know what I'm saying Yeah And the hardest thing To do is trust in something you can't see but something you know Because they say God does this he promised this he says this Now it's brilliant than what you what you know mm. you know what I'm saying you have to first believe in it I mean you know get put that faith in it and just say alright God I trust you alright you got this alright you put me here you
0: know what yeah. I'm saying
1: you put me here <laughs> you made me feel this way so I can make this <laughs> yeah. decision to put me here yeah, I yeah. thought I could outsmart you I knew what was going on no I didn't you gave me this feeling at this time, so now I'm doing this. I made this decision at this time. I'm here by myself at this time. It gets very, very. God created the world, and you think you're gonna ask him? him? <laughs> he knows what you need. He feels what you desire. Yeah. But it puts you in a position, so now you go to him, and you will begin to grow on a level you've never seen. You know, when I see Martin, and I, and I, as I was going, through, I kept saying, saying it, Martin Luther King, all these great people who reached a certain level in their life. It wasn't just the mentality. It wasn't just the knowledge. It was something. It was a spiritual growth. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we die from spiritual malnutrition. Because it's the only thing we really don't go to. Because we don't see it. We don't really, you know what I mean? Give it all we got. No. We don't see it. We think that we know. We're comfortable with thinking that we know enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're focused on what we see in front
1: of us. Yeah. Yeah Or what we see other people go through we don't understand Nothing else No mm-hmm. Look <laughs> I believe the Bible Was 100% real and I know why now You know what I mean Yeah That was my life That was what I went through Now I'm fighting That spiritual battle Now I'm in that spiritual war Because it's hard now Yeah Not everything Now I want to Put my hands And stay in control Of certain things Now I want to You know But I know Because you showed me this too You showed me If I just wait on you And be patient And if I trust in you This will happen When mm-hmm. I didn't have nothing now the battle starts when I do have something. Now I don't have to worry about nothing. I got pockets I can go anywhere. I can do anything. I got a girl I was talking to for three years. Her fate, Her name means favor and grace. Her name is Annie. uh uh-huh. I was listening to it everywhere I went. The preacher was saying fate. I mean, uh, God has favor on your life. uh uh-huh. Grace. You know what I'm saying? Favor, everywhere. Grace, favor is coming. Grace, favor. Never grace. knew the girl I was talking to for three years and man, her was just friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I walked her through um, she had gave up on abortion You know she was messing with other guys I was doing the same thing You know we started out trying to talk but became friends Yeah. And in that we found love I found support Somebody who was there for me I didn't even realize it And she continued to be there for me I continued to be there for her You yeah. know And then when I realized As I began to transform And we began to transform And I put her on God too Like yo Tell him When you're going through something Go to him When something ain't going right Go to him. Give him Give yourself a reason not to trust him first that's that's how I, best I can explain You know, he you ask yourself. Give yourself himself, a
0: reason not to trust.
1: Give you see, give yourself a reason not to trust. You know you want to. You don't want to put all everything into one basket because you're scared it's gonna fail. So, go to him. If he's as great as he said he is, if he's Lord, I know you. No, don't challenge him, but hey, Lord, <laughs> I know that you. Yeah. I, look, I'm, I'm gonna put this to you. I'm asking you this for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then see how that leads you. See if he fails you at all. We fail ourselves. He don't fail us. He never left us or forsake us. No matter what you went through in life, you always came out on top. It has never been too hard where you just had to give up. Where you wanted to give up. Some people, maybe. Yeah. But you, not for you. You've been through so much fire, but you came out without nothing on you. Yeah. It might have been as hard as it could possibly be, but even when it got the hardest... You always somehow came up with a way to figure it out, or something supernaturally happened you can't explain. You just got lucky. It's always been like that for you. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. You see what I'm saying? It gets it gets crazy like the Life happens like that. We're in this car talking because it's supposed to happen like that. You don't believe? But you know what I'm saying? That's how it is. At a certain level of life for me, this is just like okay, well. You ah, know, I, yeah. Because yesterday I, was, I met with a buddy. He told me something I need. Mm-hmm. And it hits you here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It hits you there, somewhere that everything else haven't hit you. You know what I mean? That's awesome. It's real, man. It's 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 it's, it's bigger than what you what you think it is. But bigger. again, life isn't about us. It's all for the glory of God. Life is all about love, and you will forever have that hunger in you. Until you start feeding somebody else it's only two commandments in the Bible That you can take and do what you want to do Love your brother like you love yourself And love God above all So when you start showing other people love Then that's when you'll start feeling full Every time you get to the point where you Down When you, when you feel like this When you feel like giving up And sometimes half the time it's in your head There's nothing really wrong you handle your situation that you're going through today, you're good with it today. Tomorrow, it's the same situation, but you handling it different. It just feels different. The situation hasn't changed, but you have.
0: And that was the conversation with um, Demarcus check it out follow Ethan Sherritt official Uh, I'll post a picture there of just what it was like in the uber with me and Marcus and I'm also starting the joyful podcast Instagram account which is uh, less balanced with my the rest of my life because it's going to be centered around the experiences from the podcast and stuff like that might actually give me more freedom and I'd love to get uh, comments uh, followers posts shared insight thoughts on that too so the joyful podcast um on instagram is coming your way it's already there but right now there still only has one picture it's one of those depressing instagram accounts that like looks like it was started like ah, oh, this person's following me what are what's the deal with this person why are they following me let me go check out their profile oh my god they only have one picture from 2017 on there why, why do they only have one post who was starting all these accounts and then not adding any pictures well that's what the Joyful Podcast uh, Instagram looks like right now but soon it's gonna be like just exploding with experiences and people's faces and my face uh, and selfies and uh, my girlfriend's dog uh, eating spaghetti and things like that Um, so I hope you'll check that out and take part and it feels great to be connected in that way It does. It feels great. Um, So, about the DeMarcus conversation, what did you think about that? Right at the the end, he kind of ended with what this common through line is with mindfulness and with uh, finding joy and with pivoting your life into a place of positivity and thanks and gratitude. And he said it in his words, in like biblical words, like following the Bible. But it's the same type of mindfulness and, and uh, intention of life that you know, he was trying to share that he pivoted to. That your experience is, or the situation of your life will be the same with that old mindset. But with your new mindset, still the same situation. But it's going to be a completely different experience. It's going to be full of opportunity, full of uh, chances to be yourself, full of chances to take, full of uh, potential, hopefully laughs and smiles. And and you find yourself more full. You find yourself having, like DeMarcus said, a whole different experience in the same situation, which is going to lead to better and more situations and just things to be thankful for. So we are going to end this, and thank you so much. Please go ahead and leave one of those comments or ratings. Honestly, or uh, dishonestly, whatever you feel like doing. I love you. God bless. Namaste. This is a song from Nick Vol- Nick Mulvey. It came on my Spotify, and uh, Nick, please um, don't ban it. I'm just going to play a few seconds of it. It's pretty cool. Speaking of waking up, and uh, And having a different experience with your new positive mindful mindset. This is Mountain to Move by Nick Mulvey. Any
1: more time? This moment is a mountain to move.
0: See?
1: So move it inside.
0: Thank you. God bless. And namaste.